happy 2024. This is Quinn. Sorry, those were supposed to be like firework sounds. (laughs) That actually sounded crazy. I wonder if people will hear on the mic what that picked up. You sounded like full-blown robot mode. Wow. But thankfully, we are joined by Riley again. It was... uh, We missed you greatly. And I think I can speak for all of us when we say that. I know. It must have felt extremely lonely. But I did, of course, of course, listen to your solo episode and... It was a little too good for my liking. I really would not like there to be any rising up of the people for a Quinn solo show. That's not happening, people. Okay? Wait, maybe once in a while you'll get a little solo episode, but you're stuck with the duo. Yeah. It it did... I mean, you can see the chemistry. Like, there is... I really do have quite the chemistry with myself. Mm-hmm. And it was cracking me yeah. up. I liked it. You liked it. Well, yes, why I not? especially liked when oh, gosh, there were so many things that while I was listening, I was like, I need to write this down and talk to Quinn about it. I was getting FOMO for the episode because we didn't get to do it together. But um then I was like, well, I guess I shouldn't go on the next episode and just recap the last one to everybody just because I had so much fun and wanted to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, are there specifics that you wanted to say to me? There were some for sure, but then they got lost in my busy little mind. But I did think that it was funny when you said, like, I was not raised christian and i am not currently a practicing christian (laughs) you're like wasn't raised am not no association however kind of there is (laughs) and cross jewelry is banging it's speaking my language and i do have to say I, unfortunately, we are, I don't know if it's even unfortunate that I should say that, but I feel like I'm about as informed on Christianity as a lot of purported devout people are. Um, Some people, of course, vary into it and know the ins and outs, but... I just feel like from taking some intro to religion courses as well as more in-depth religion courses in college, I'm like, well, I feel like I get the gist of what's going on here and it is not very far removed of our family having a history of going to church. Not like some more distant relatives are not even necessarily that distant like uncles and cousins and stuff practice but we i say luckily because i didn't want to be a kid trapped in church every weekend but our parents did not make us do that and that was not part of it so luckily for us the i have only dabbled in religion pretty much 
in my own terms of choosing and wanting to learn and that's such a better mm, i don't even like to say better i don't want to disqualify anyone's experience whatever works for you but for me it was great that if i wanted to learn that opportunity was there for me but we were not coerced forced asked to go do something every week or more frequently that was not our vibe so if anything i feel like we're best set up to find find the lord find jesus when it works for us because we never had to dig our heels in and resist and say stop i don't want to know this isn't for me so who is ever to say but all i know is i have very spiritual experiences in my life they just don't have anything to do with the bible and that works just fine for me the only thing that i was going to say to you about cross jewelry quinn is that yes i think they are beautiful especially i love like traditional celtic crosses with knots and things like that are so cool but it does a little bit give me the heebie-jeebies to think like this is something that symbolizes someone's straight up execution it's a little funky but whatever floats your boat yeah I guess it's an out of sight, out of mind for me. I don't know. That's, Quinn, that's that is not how people approach their relationship with Jesus. Out of sight, no, out of mind. <laughs> no. I've been thinking of that straight up with like eating meat because, as you know, I've always had a funky relationship with eating meat as a child. I grew up vegetarian, like 99% vegetarian. Once in a while, I would slap a little piece of salami in my mouth or something like that. Like the occasional (laughs) bite off a chicken wing, but I couldn't even like stomach the whole chicken wing. It it was always, I was there for the sauce. As soon as anything called attention to the fact that it was meat, Quinn was out of there. Yeah. And I only started eating meat really in college when I was trying to make gains, which is so funny and hilarious and embarrassing to even like think of that. No, good for me. Had to get on that chicken broccoli rice train. That is literally what I ate so much of and which now I just cannot identify as a chicken and rice person because I feel like that's there's too much heaviness behind that. But I've seriously been thinking that with meat. Like I have tried not to okay break asmr asmr break um i need to wet my whistle so this is the only break was sorry i thought it was for your barking dog (laughs) oh you can hear that (laughs) um no this is the only (laughs) bubbly i will be consuming honor around new year's um so give me one give me one moment i just ran ran right off my lip like a waterfall just (laughs) coated the legs straight into the Um, lapski yeah that was a really nice attempt at drinking um i guess i'm just gonna keep failing to drink for 2024 so 
it would be great if I could just get a hold of drinking water properly, you know? Um, I drink enough of it, but I choke so often. Anyway, so back <laughs> to what I was saying. I guess we should throw up a trigger warning because for some people, going too deep into talking food is very triggering, which makes a lot of sense. So we're going to be talking a little bit about food right now. Um, I, I just, I'm really proud of the fact, not even proud, that's kind of a weird way to say, I'm, I feel lucky and grateful that I've been able to maintain a healthy relationship around food. I know that's such a challenge for so many people specifically in our generation, but also it's not just limited to our generation. Um, in fact, a lot of the trauma we have is actually passed down from generations before us, but I, I really am lucky. I've just been able to stay very neutral about food and how much I eat and, um, what type of food I'm eating, stuff like that. But so I try not to say anymore because the only time I ever got to a place I was feeling a little funky about it, honestly, was when I was strictly vegan for a period in time because I already was gluten-free and dairy-free, like strictly because it was so badly affecting my health um, in terms of like I was in so much physical pain whenever I ate that stuff. So that was like strictly out of my life <laughs> lol um and then <laughs> but then adding but i was still having so many gut problems like i just had such terrible stomach pain so then i was having to eliminate more foods and by choice was vegan so that's the first time in my life I ever started to be like, wow, I'm honestly just thinking too much about food. Like I was so concerned ever going out to a restaurant and stuff like, okay, is there, I actually have to check ahead and see what there's going to be because people are like, yeah, you can always make it work. But obviously it wasn't fun to make it work if you could only have iceberg lettuce with a, a half tomato and literally just olive oil like so that's when i started being like okay i'm thinking about food too much and i just don't want this in my sphere so i had to kind of pull back and be like i need to have less strong labels of like full-on vegan full-on i was still gfdf as you guys know for so long until very very recently but um yeah, so my point there is I stopped being full on vegan because it just, to me, it was too much to be like, you cannot have this. You just straight up cannot have this. I, I prefer to just make the choice knowing I choose not to have that, but not this parameter of you may not. So I've got into ha just routine of eating a little bit more meat and I am so confused by it because I still just get so grossed out by meat so often, but I'm not just overall against it because I do think there's something to be said about its environmental impact, obviously, but I also think like supporting farmers and ranchers who are taking such great care of 
their environment and really working hard to be regenerative, participating mm-hmm. in regenerative agriculture. So, and when people like harvest their own meat, that type of thing, I'm just so like for people participating in using that kind of animal product. So I've just been so confused because when I try to eat meat, especially like someone's freshly harvested meat or something like that, where it's actually like ethically sourced and everything, I still get confused because I, it does, it does weird me out. Like I so often when I'm eating meat, just can't do it anymore. Like I'll get a couple bites in. That happened yesterday. Sean smoked us some chicken wings and they were definitely delicious and people who like meat would have been all about it, but I could only get a couple bites into them and I just can't finish. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you there, sister. (laughs) That's something that I just don't struggle with. The only times that that ever becomes an issue is maybe undercooked situation certain things i can do really rare but sometimes i'm like oh god you don't don't like the chicken rare don't like the chicken rare definitely don't like it overdone though that's something that i experience much more frequently but yeah i've had all sorts of meat under the sun again i think that it depends like the sourcing makes a huge difference and it makes a huge difference in taste it's not only like because i want to have the best impact possible it's and that is part of it for me but you can tell the difference between when you get off of your friend's ranch a chicken that they've been loving up for its whole life and get that like local meat versus one that's been like uh, I don't even like to think about their little lives and the lack of care that's gone on and then thrown in some styrofoam packaging and shipped across the world and whatever like there's such a big difference but I mean yeah, I've had intestines, heart, liver, tongue, brain, whatever you name it, that doesn't get to me, Quinn's little <laughs> face. Something that Quinn was really not enjoying this break is when I kept on saying, like, oh, should we give the dogs a trachea? Because we got them some trachea chews. Quinn's like, say a, tr- a treat or a bone. I'm like, yeah. oh, but this one's specifically trachea. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That stuff just really hasn't ever sat well with me. But then, you know, the vegans of the world are like, okay, well, you're going to consume it, then say it. What is it? It's flesh. Like, you are consuming someone's flesh and they... You killed them for that. So that is... I don't know. Unfortunately... I don't even know what's the point of me saying this other than just letting you all know that I am actively in crisis about it and confused all the time because part of me, like, I need to get a certain amount of protein, obviously, that so drastically affects how I feel every day and my depression, my confidence, my energy levels. So, and yes, I know. Believe me. I know. You can get that from plants. I get it. But 
for me in my life right now, it is harder to make sure I'm getting enough protein by only having it sourced from plants. So that is really where, that is why I've been eating it. You can only eat so much spirulina. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Just (laughs) shockful mouthfuls of blue dust. Yeah, no. Brayden and I were talking about that because seaweed is like a higher protein content food for sure, like in terms of things. But I was like, think how many sheets of nori you'd have to eat to make it equivalent to one chicken thigh. literally that that's what's hard i know i know vegans are like there's protein in spinach and i'm like yes there is and i do eat a lot of spinach and i do eat a lot of chickpeas and quinoa like i do do a lot of that stuff and i'm certainly not saying it's impossible i think it's totally possible i've done it for a long time but i think it's fair to go a little easy on people and understand that sometimes it actually is hard for people in their schedule and for people with different relationships with food and everything. I think we just need to be more careful or conscientious about how we speak about how people eat because yeah, you can totally have the opinion that you believe veganism is the way to be or you don't, whatever. Um, And I think people should say and stand up for what they believe in but i also think we need to remember like for some people it might just be it might be a big win that they are eating that sausage okay like that might be a healing thing for them to do to be able to eat that or also a privilege a lot of people mm-hmm. are not privileged with all that abundant access to food that we have but Anyway, I, I guess I'll keep you general. posted. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I know I don't need to decide now, which is what I'm telling myself. I'm like, it's okay if next week I decide I'm not having meat for months and then I do again. Who who knows? But yeah, it has just been not sitting right with me. Yeah, I just think in 2024, maybe less other people thinking it's my way or the highway and I feel entitled to tell everyone that they should be doing this and more staying in your own lane. It's great and to offer. I absorb that for myself as well and will be the first <laughs> yeah. to say I have been sometimes too much that way and I definitely as a vegan I was like oh you're gonna sit there and eat eggs? Cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I definitely yeah, like had gotten, my own judgments. I've gotten my share of my spoon feeding from vegans, but I also don't like it being in a room on the other side where people are like, oh, like it's so ridiculous to be vegan. And like, do you even realize all the insects that get killed with the like process of getting, but whatever. It's just like, in either case, it's like, okay, clearly that works for you and you're very happy with that. So it's okay to just leave it at that. Not everyone has to be on your side for everything. And we all have our like passion projects that are like, no, I feel strongly about this and I have like ethics behind it. So I want to share that. 
But just it's all the unsolicited stuff that can just get overwhelming about every little thing, I think, that comes up with the internet, especially where in the dog training world, too, you go onto a dog training video, such hot comments on no matter who it is. It's like positive reinforcement, balance training, whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter what you're doing. People feel so strongly about it. And again, I'm like, if that works for you and you believe that I see why there are big emotions behind it but do you realize that like not everyone's going to be in the same circumstance as you and make the same decisions and that's okay like you can let go of that and you'll feel so much better like if you go on and watch a video and you're like yeah that doesn't work for me and I don't like that that's okay to have those feelings you just don't have to like that's not you and i think we've kind of talked about this before but that's just something that i think is tiring people out from shouting down the their little bullhorns of just like like listen to me and my perspective because this is so important that everyone like understands how i feel and that can be like lonely if you feel like people are not seeing you in that way but it's also like we just kind of all have to get right with that that sometimes you're not going to feel like perfectly understood and you don't need to like beat a dead horse until you get there let's just try to be more at peace with that you are empowered to make your own decisions and it doesn't have to look like everyone else and also people are going to make comments and say things that are bothersome because you're like but i feel like this is important for me and that's okay that doesn't take away from that like even with stuff about eating like we've talked about in the past honestly thank god that we do have relatively stable relationships with our bodies and food because a lot of things have worked against that in our lives including but not limited to being women and being in this culture and being dancers need i say more like there's a reason why yeah. dancers have a reputation do know what it's like from like age nine for adult women and adult people to be like telling you about your body and what you should eat and stuff like we would have group lunch when we were dancing every day on Saturdays and people would make comments about what was on your plate, what wasn't. Oh, you're really going to eat all that before dancing for the day or whatever, whatever it is, there was always something and it was exhausting yeah. and it is hard that still as a full grown woman, you will go places and people, Oh, that's all you're going to eat or make comments, whatever. And that is frustrating. But at the same time, not everyone is going to be conscientious about that so that is kind of ultimately i feel like the big lesson of you just have to figure out a way to get right with yourself and to manage your triggers when they happen because it's not like other people's responsibility nor is it realistic that you just won't ever encounter those things that might like bring up hard feelings for you or even deeper than that like i know that some of these things are so deep rooted and i'm not trying to trivialize that and say that's your responsibility but that's the hard hard truth is we we do that owe that to ourselves to be able to 
be our own best advocate. And even if you're not saying to that person, hey, that's harmful to me when you say that and it bothers me, you can. And I'm someone that chooses to do that a lot because I just will get bothered and I'm like, I actually don't appreciate those sorts of comments just to make it known. But at the end of the day, you're living in your shell and it's just going to feel so much better to be able to be like, you know what? That's okay. That that impacts me, but it's nothing that we haven't gotten through before. Just like with my my little doggy boy that <laughs> I don't really want to go into this right now. We have to do a dog episode soon, Quinn, but it is a deeply emotional topic straight up. But he had a setback while we were away and he was boarding and it's hard when you've been putting such work in with your animal for things to like not be managed well when you're not there and then we have to suffer the repercussions but the way I feel about it is like that ball was not in my court like when I'm away and you set everything up as best as you can then you just can't control every situation and I was in a position where I could have made a difference but now when I am with him I can and that's why I care to make the strongest choices I can every day when we're out and about because the ball is in my court now and I get to set up the best case scenario for us every every time every moment is a new opportunity for that and I can't just yeah. feel it and feel too down about like oh well what's happened in the past has made this harder yeah, sure. That is the way it is, you know. We are so funny that we're just like, do we even, are we even going to change and start like introducing our episodes? I don't know. <laughs> to hopefully people... Did we even say like, welcome to the Q&R code this time? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. But hey thanks for being Happy 2024 here. welcome to the q and code I, i'm riley I did, <laughs> I did say happy 2024 i think that's <laughs> we, much we got that covered Check. i'm like anyway, welcome Quinn. to the new year um we have so, a lot to say how was your new year i Eve? just have one i have one i have one thing to say D is it like just science that if you have a carbonated drink you're going to burp is that just inherently I mean, true no like yeah it is putting air into your system so you have a more likely chance but there are definitely people that are more resilient to it and more sensitive like you and i and after every sip i yeah, literally have to burp after every sip I'm sorry. And I don't do it in a when gross I way, but after every sip of sparkling water, <laughs> I burp. Quinn's like, in a dainty fairy way, like it's really cute <laughs> and endearing. <laughs> well, um, it's not like it's a huge loud burp, but it's just a little like, uh, uh, like I that's feel. Why I am. I'm absolutely shocked and rocked to my core when people shotgun a beer. Period. Oh, that would just make me feel like absolute living hell. Me. <laughs> but also, I would have a burp-like elf afterwards. I'm like, I can't have yes. that amount of carbonation in That's one go. That's what I was saying. Like, 
I it can't. Hurts. In a in a professional setting, I I could never be someone that's like, oh yeah, I drink soda all day, like at work. Like I couldn't. <laughs> professional <laughs> setting. <laughs> like, um, I literally need to excuse myself if I'm having a carbonated beverage. Like, I can't. I don't know. I'm just actually curious because I'm like every sip, like. I imagine what happens is that for every bubble there is in the drink is like a minor burp for me. So anyway, I don't know about that, Quinn. I don't, that's partially science. Is this nature versus nurture? Is this because we didn't grow up drinking soda? (laughs) Um, Speaking of soda and soda delicious, I know that there are, that Utah has like, soda bars where you make your own drinks um yeah. like your own concoctions and i don't know how much of a thing it is elsewhere but um i would love to have that sort of option <laughs> i i can't get away from the almond mom lifestyle i'm like i would love to have something like that that's just not so sweet and sugary but straight up like with more of like slash olipop like have some of those soda substitutes in there but i just can't LaCroix riley not that would not do it at all not just but like like, um, a nice soda substitute (laughs) no no, more like a mocktail bar situation where it has some that are not super sweet so you can customize it it has like grapefruit juice and fresh fresh juices and limes and stuff and you get to like make your own little drinky but it doesn't have to be an alcohol thing it can just be a fun little mocktail situation that's the thing i make myself mocktails all the time and i love that too i think that would be so fun but yeah i'm sorry like 100 i get the vibe of like an holy pop or like drink ollie or drink poppy or whatever but you roll up to the soda shack and they're like would you like Lacroix or waterloo um yeah i would that's what's being oh. an almond mom the difference is there's there's it's one thing to say okay instead of having a regular root beer i want the all pop root beer because first of all it slaps it makes you not feel so horrendous and is healthier but to be like do you want a root beer or a Lacroix? <laughs> sending yeah, me that's too what much it feels like when people are people are like okay no actually you have to try this five ingredient protein bar it seriously tastes like a snickers like it tastes like caramel and then you make it i'm like hmm so it tastes like dates and oats and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but stop trying to get in my face with these lies because dude i'm all on board for that stuff i honestly i feel like some of the best like i don't know i feel like dates and caramel you can (laughs) fairly compare 
girl i know (laughs) i that was just an example off the top of the head but you you have to level with me that there are things that they say like this is such a good substitute for this craving and it's like yeah if you're trying to take an unhealthy alternative but i'm not fooling anyone including myself that if you do a blindfold taste test that i'm like "Mm, yes this is the same when it's like you just fully here's when i think that and i can't even think of a good example but when it's supposed to be a sweet treat substitute and then there straight up is not like not chocolate or any degree of sugar or dates or like literally anything that serves as a sweetener then i'm like like okay protein (laughs) it literally exactly i'm like then where and it's like for chocolate chips you just use cacao nibs i'm like bro like that is too far if there's actually zero percent sugar in this like no i am just not someone who's about like get rid of natural sugars like fruit sugars and fruit i'm like no i'm never going to give up fruit yeah that is just not part of my diet before i was told while i was eating a banana before rehearsal you just have to be careful about how many bananas you're eating because they're so high in sugar. I'm like, can I just be 14? God damn. <laughs> like, I'm having a banana and I'm getting roasted. <laughs> like, I can't. Guys, I cannot pee in this environment in a healthy way, especially with my twin standing next to me. And everyone's like, well, Quinn is like a toothpick. You are huge. I'm like... <laughs> awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah well so maybe in 2024 we're also not going to body shame anyone but especially children can we all that would be ideal you know what i would also love to add to that list anyone that goes to children again eight-year-olds whatever anyone honestly that is a younger person Oh, so do you have a boyfriend? Can we stop? Can we knock that off? I am not here for people being like, oh, queer people are grooming kids. And then every dad and grandpa next door, the first question that they want to ask a child is about who they're dating or have a crush on. Kids don't care about that. It makes them uncomfortable. It's not fun banter for them. It's Maybe it's funny to you, but that's not like... It's a joke isn't fun if not everyone's in on it. And if something is making a kid not like flourish, we can just drop that. How about because kids have lots of interesting things to say that they do want to talk about. And it's so fun if you actually ask a kid questions and get to the point where you see what is actually making their little eyes twinkle and talk about that or just do something creative with them instead of putting kids on the spot in a weird way yeah it is weird and it's also like why is it it's never someone that's close to them it's always like i'm not gonna say never but it's usually someone that it's like you barely even know them and this is what you're bringing up like i if you asked me that when i was 16 i would be like um yeah i have a boyfriend and also there's a lot of other things about me but when you're literally six and it's like First of all, I would be embarrassed to even talk to my mom about that, who's my best friend. And also, 
I remember when I was that age and people were saying that stuff and I was like, no, I actually legit don't have a crush on people. And they're like, yes, you do. Tell me who it is, whatever. And it's like, this isn't fun. I only am judging you. I'm a six-year-old judging you being like, uh, do you have nothing better to talk about? I straight up don't have a crush on anyone. I don't have time for that shiz. Like, yeah. and who are you? Also, just don't, I don't get it. Just don't be weird. Yeah. Like, also don't I just remember. You don't need to comment on so many things about little kids too, that I'm like, you don't need to be like, wow you i swear to god it's always like two sisters next to each other and to one of them specifically people are like you are so smart oh my god you are literally so smart and the other one's just there the other one me raising my hand is just there like i okay i'm literally the stupidest girl in the world like could there be i'm like awesome no one's ever told me that like I grew to be 24 and no one's ever said that about me. Like, oh my gosh, you are so smart. Riley flicks eyes towards Quinn, flicks back. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. They're well, like, it's okay. So uh, see some how of us need reading out. help. Who's been yeah. unemployed for half One a year? One of us has a job. <laughs> you got the last laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, <clears throat> I just remembered that our little sister-in-law was awesome and did go off because somebody was saying to her like about how this guy that was being mean to her in school probably had a crush on her an adult was saying that and she was like so are you just trying to condition me to feel like men that don't treat me well i should like look for their validation and that they are loving me and that's the way that i deserve to be treated by someone that has affection for me i'm like yes girl you <laughs> tell it to them straight she's like yeah that doesn't work for me i'm like thank god at least these kids might be absolutely fighting for their lives against crippling addictions to screen time and reliance on ai but at least we're getting some emotional evolution yeah seriously gotta love um, should we do a, a sharp 40 minute in direction change to tell you something that i've been looking forward to telling you about some of my favorites from 2023 yeah so am i first of all we still uh, even after i brought that up never introduced it are we not doing like more less and more because you're saying favorites and i'm just confused well i had just a couple things in particular that i wanted to bring up and i was just going to say that <sighs> how can i put this concisely i agree and understand with the sentiment of people just sharing highlight reels of their life. This is so awesome and amazing. And look at these best moments of 2023 when we all know that's not how it always goes. So I get that. I also I try not to go into like a new season, new year, dwelling on the hard, especially I don't want to just like flippantly bring this up, but the war in Ukraine has still been going on for like two years now. The violence in Gaza, 
is just so disturbing and so sad that there hasn't been a ceasefire and that, that these millions, I believe, of people are displaced, so many injured, so many dead. There's globally many other places that people are seriously suffering. And I don't love to like constantly engage in comparative suffering of like, oh, I can't have a hard day because people in the Sudan are having serious problems. It's not like that, but I I do think that sometimes you need to have a little context for things. So even though I frankly did have a little bit of like a lower (laughs) emotional year in a lot of ways, but I feel that I predominantly have a very blessed happy life and I'm very grateful that I get to live with the degree of comfort and safety that I do and things are generally very good so yeah you might not like it might not be accurate when you look at the highlight reel of my life that like all my moments are just like magical like romantic kisses uh, in the sunset no but I do feel predominantly lucky and i like that we can kind of at the close of a year share those things and not dwell and not feel like no like everything sucks and like actually it was really hard because when there is so much heartache and tragedy i feel like that's especially the time to be like Let's have a little bit of perspective and be grateful that I can look through my camera roll and actually feel like, oh my gosh, yeah, look at all these beautiful moments and memories. Even if you're having a bad day, like I almost always have, I would say I always have like beautiful special moments every day. And that's kind of my little piece on that. Is there anything you want to add or that I didn't really elucidate well for you there? I'm just confused how that's your favorites of 2023. Well, it's not my favorites. I was just giving a little stipulation because I'm about to go into, yeah, some less and more, but also I'm going to tell you favorites, whatever, but I just don't want it to seem like, yes, like everything is awesome. Like whatever vibe when there are people that are going through, not only internationally, also people everywhere like surrounded by have such like serious fish to fry that they don't have the privilege to just look back and be like oh and i loved this book and movie or whatever that was just like not the vibe that so many people are experiencing and i just am conscientious of that while also like knowing that i'm allowed to be an individual that's living my life and my experience yeah no, I definitely I definitely get you on that and I think it's true it's definitely something I've been thinking of looking at people's um years in review and I also I don't know I'm so you do you guys know I've said it a million times I obviously I'm conflicted about this because part of me And also, it's okay that we're always growing and changing. And my opinion on this might be different tomorrow. But I do still feel like it's okay to be going through and sharing those moments, even though 
I think more than anything, just acknowledging I'm a lucky, I'm so lucky. Like I am lucky for this safe, healthy, full life that I have. I thought of that this morning when I literally shared my, that I was making sourdough waffles to start off the new year because I've seen so many things from Gaza where people, it's like, uh, yeah, obviously, again, not only there, in my country, in my state, like, there are so many people that don't have the privilege to have a kitchen, let alone cook, let alone be in a place safe enough or privileged enough that they have the time and resources to have a meal with their family like that, you know? So I totally get what you mean. And it does feel impossible. I mean, I think there are things we can do like boycotting a lot of bigger businesses and continuing to speak about it and calling our representatives. But I somehow just don't believe that the solution is just to have the everybody's world and life pause. I definitely agree that we're not, we share in the suffering of humanity and I will not feel a weight off my chest until things change. But I also think part of how humans have adapted to live and survive is by being able, as insensitive as it may sound, like to compartmentalize to a degree or else, I mean, it would just be, we would all be suffering all the time knowing what's happening in the world. Yeah. I definitely think that happiness can 100% be a radical act and finding joy against all odds is like a important and beautiful thing. And I'm not saying that I'm against all odds. I'm just putting those out there. So definitely yeah. in 2024, I hope there's just more compassion for the fellow person there can be such little moments of anger that people have throughout the day like yesterday when i'm driving to the airport to pick up brayden and someone absolutely lays on their horn at me because someone in front of me is going slower that's not a big deal but there are moments like that where i'm like i wonder if someone would make that same choice if they knew like what the person in the car in front of them might be going through. So yeah. just trying to hold space for other people. But I just wanted to rattle off a couple little favorites that I had. One I've already talked about on the show, and that's the book that I read, The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. It's just one that yeah. has stuck with me that I want to read again. It's just so smart and well-written and... I so enjoyed that as a read this year. Um, I also just read Elliot Page's uh, autobiography, Page Boy. And mm -hmm. that is a heavier one for sure. They have... Uh, it's just... I'd, I don't think I talked about it on the show. I think I maybe talked about it to you, but... He's just gone through a lot, as have many, many queer people. And it was a powerful book, and I'm definitely trying to go into this next year more intentional about 
reading some more like diverse perspectives um mixed in to the predominant canon that does not always represent people well at all especially trans people and i'm Mm -hmm. kind of i've been doing this for a while not to toot my own horn but diversifying my feed and just making sure that like the things that i'm seeing in my life are not only chock full of people that look the same way have similar backgrounds all that that just is nice and it it makes you feel i feel like a lot more connected to the world at large when you're actually interacting with people that come from different places and backgrounds um yeah the (laughs) i guess this is heavy too the banshees of inishirin inishirin in a Sharon, I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly. It's a made-up place anyway, but that movie that came out that's about that's set in Ireland with um Colin Farrell and what's the actor's name that plays Mad Eye Moody? I forget. You never oh, ended up watching it, name. did you? I only watched the first part of it, but we've talked about it yeah. on here before. Yeah. That was a really good movie, and I'm just, I don't know if it's my little leprechaun ancestor bone tickling in me or what, because Gwen and I have heritage from Ireland and Scotland, but anytime I see photos or videos there and just, yeah, I feel so connected to that place, even though we've only been to Ireland when we were seven years old so it's not like something that's so strong in my memory but i feel it deep in my core memory like when i watch anything there it's just a very magical place i feel like and i always enjoy something that's set in that context and oh i was trying to think of what else i was going to say but again this has been brought up on the podcast but the album of the year for me was definitely endless summer vacation i'm just gonna hold on to that 100 sets the tone for everything that i need and want and every time i listen i listened today on a drive that britain and i had back from a hike and i was like gosh this will just always hold up for me this is like yeah this is a special album yeah i'm sorry but i will argue against people who said that it wasn't deserving of grammys i'm like "Mm, it's okay to be wrong and that's what you are but it's okay uh yeah i was going to say that one of my favorite of course when things are closer it can seem more like your favorite because I can't have every day of my whole life be my favorite day ever, but I do really favorite song. Another year, Phineas O'Connell, you already know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but no, sorry. Favorite song definitely has to be my, I mean, my whole Spotify wrapped was Miley Cyrus endless summer vacation. Actually, that's what all, all top five of my songs. Um, but yeah, that's Sean and I, the other day, It's so rare that I actually like truly let myself just have a relaxing day, like actually what feels like relax. And especially, 
I think one of the struggles about it too is the feeling of guilt because what was so amazing about this day was I didn't feel guilty for relaxing. I truly was like, why shouldn't I relax? And Sean and I spent hours puzzling and listening to Endless Summer Vacation and it was just fabulous. I loved it. And that puzzling is on my more list. Um, uh, but right, do you want to go into some lesson mores in 2024? Well, I want to know what song made you puzzle the hardest from the album. <laughs> Honestly, I am not going to say that it's that these are my favorite songs off of the album. Um, because some of my favorite songs, let's just first start. My favorite songs off the album, you island yeah. um rose colored lenses those are probably my favorite but uh and used now that to be used young to be young is later yeah. yeah yeah so good obviously so good um but i honestly really rocked out to violet chemistry and river while we were puzzling it's just um, like a river yeah just like so a river good. um yeah so but <sighs> suggest the whole thing the only thing that would have made that day better is if miley was right there sitting next to me oh that would have <laughs> i think that would have had a severe impact to my ability to puzzle well <laughs> talk about starstruck I, I would be absolutely I, shaking i think i don't know i feel like she would have just jumped in on the puzzle and we would have just i think we would just get along so easily and so seamlessly and i don't know i think it would just be a special feeling to be around each other yeah i would love that and i would love to think that i could just be cool too i'm not a huge it sounds so funny to say i'm not a huge celebrity gal because i've definitely been more into pop culture recently but seriously i'm not someone that thinks like oh celebrities are like so much more special than other people but that I don't know. Maybe Miley it could be more of a homey vibe, so it could make me feel comfortable. But after watching the Beyonce movie, thinking about if like the Beyonce movie, Beyonce. <laughs> I know I need to stop. <laughs> if Beyonce if I opened the door and Beyonce was behind it, no, nothing could prepare me for that moment, and I don't think I could act right. And I think. I I don't know if I would cry or not, but I would definitely feel like I couldn't just be normal. I just have to think that. Like I don't I don't know if I'm someone that could just be like, oh yeah, whatever. Like they're just like anyone else. Someone like that would. That being said, I don't. Kim Kardashian is like so famous and up there too, but I don't feel like that would rattle me in the same way. Maybe just because I don't exalt her in the same way as Beyonce. Anyway, more Beyonce in 2024, <laughs> please. Yeah. I don't know why somehow I live in a world of delusion that I don't, honest. I, I feel somehow like I could just be myself. That might be Beyonce, so delusional. If wanted to come get a tattoo from you, you think that you would just be like, okay, this is just like any other client. Let's go. No, I definitely don't <laughs> think that. I think if it's then 
oh, your experience with me is permanent and can be shown to the whole world. Yeah, I feel like that would be a little bit different. I think me bringing her into my professional environment would be like, okay, I am probably my heart's beating a little bit harder. But I don't know why somehow I feel like if we just ran into each other... <laughs> Stop. It would be you're delusional. It would just that's so funny. That's blue. But um, that, is, that is something but... actually that I'm I'm hoping for is more tattoos in 2024. The thing is, is nice that that's going to require some budgeting for sure. Um, but yes. because because tattoos often involve travel not if you live somewhere like denver that's sweet because they have so many shops there and lots of amazing artists yeah. and i'm not trying to throw shade on the charlottesville tattoo scene but it just it has not come to my attention anyone that does the sort of work that i'm looking for we have lots of traditional artists here but um anyway that's something that i'm hoping to think more about what sort of concepts i want i always want quinn's flash so whenever i can get my little booty over to her um but something that yeah. i've been thinking for less the biggest, is just the biggest letdown of 2023 was that we didn't end up giving you tattoos over the winter break no but that's okay because i got spoiled oh in june with tattoos from quinn so they carried me through the rest of the year um but for my body just since like tattoos kind of relate to that something that is less for me is just kind of less is more and what i mean by that as i've talked about numerous times i have highly sensitive skin and it just requires a careful balance for me to be well and not dry and itchy and rashing and whatever like it's just sometimes i try to gaslight myself and be like come on like it's fine you can indulge in a little fragranced body lotion that would totally work for you and then it's an absolute atrocity that takes me so long to come back from and hurts and itches so bad and i love that for you and just know i'm not an anti like fragrance girl or someone that's trying to tell you like what you should or shouldn't do for your skin if you can i love that and i envy that i just have to be so careful and gentle with my not only face that of course goes without saying but my body skin as well so i need to just accept that get over that i can't have the santal bougie delicious yummy body wash i am like have to be like the baby soap johnson's curl with like the most bare bones lotion and that's just the way it is okay riley i am cracking up at us because i'm like uh more being organized and well thought out and sorted in 2024 and this episode i am just like where are you guys i don't feel organized but i hope it's still enjoyable i was that on your last list <laughs> like are we doing now less and more 
I feel like the listener must be following me better than you are because I said more tattoos, less messing with my body and trying to. Is more. You said less is more. Yeah, less is more (laughs) for my body care and skin care routine. Okay. I'm sorry that so I'm not following the so script both, you wanted. Both less and more. <laughs> I no, don't know. Less. Okay. It's doing, doing okay, more le- with less. Less. Okay. Okay. Less fucking with your body. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's not. I thought you were starting I by saying play. you went straight into that from tattoos. So I thought you were saying less is more for tattoos, and I was about to have my feelings hurt. No, I was changing trains because I was thinking, okay, if I want my skin to be tattooable and to hold things well, I need to be gentle and careful with it because right now. It's screaming at me, especially my armpits. Anyone, please. If you have sensitive skin, and I'm not talking about, oh, yeah, sometimes if I burn. No. Truly, like, water splashing on your skin causes a reaction. What deodorant do you use? I can't. Right now, I'm (laughs) raw dogging life, and I'm not enjoying it, okay? Because I don't need, like, I don't want to have to wash anything that i put on my body because of a guaranteed odor issue it doesn't make me feel cute and fun and flirty and fresh but my armpits are burning and screaming even from using the most gentle like natural girl sensitive skin deodorants and i just i'm at a loss so that's a cry for help in 2024 please i do actually wonder if you try um doing just like glycolic acid serum in your armpits and then making sure you wash them every day like that i've heard does work for people so maybe we should give it a shot or just like an essence I know, like glycolic acid. even glycolic acid right now it's too much for it because i tried remember but that's maybe that's if TBD. you took like take Keep a updated. few weeks off and then try i don't know yeah my armpits are so sensitive too i honestly i mean i am a showerer don't get me wrong but sometimes when the shower is during the day i don't like i will have deodorant from the last day and then apply it again and to me that is when my armpits get triggered like they need to be washed after every single time i ever put deodorant on them because if it's like I showered that morning, then put deodorant on, and then woke up and put more deodorant on. That does not sit well with my armpits. But okay, here's what I'm saying, people. I guess I'll just give you a more and a less, and then we can just go to 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 back and forth. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's what I was doing. Okay. Sorry, it wasn't as organized, Quinn. I didn't know that it's was okay. your 2024 goal. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. All we've been talking about is productivity. <laughs> Literally. But it's okay. I just, as long as the listeners are happy, I'm happy. I just, you know, I, I think sometimes I love that we can just be giggle pusses and go all the different directions and sometimes i don't know what it is my body is just craving a little bit more structure my and my frail mind 
Um, so for me, more, these are also just so not going to be correlating to each other and <laughs> so random. And I know we did a breaking up with episode and this is maybe a little bit basic, but we wanted to do it and we're having fun. So more sourdough and sourdough recipes. I'm super excited about that. it. I literally How are those read waffles. They were so yummy. They were mm. really good. And I'm making my first well, I made one loaf of bread, but that doesn't even like count. Okay. That was irrelevant. So, <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah. And I didn't even like own a scale at the time when I, I had no idea what I was doing. I literally had no idea. And honestly, my mom had no idea what she was doing. And she and I together made it even worse. Our brains came together and made it worse. So I'm actually so excited after this. I am going to check on how my starter is doing and see if we are ready to bust into my first official loaf. So I'm so excited so about fun. that. Brayden yeah. and Quinn are both on the sourdough train, as we've said. Brayden's been a homemaking queen with that, and they both got some the cutest little gifts for christmas correlating for it that brayden has been so excited about all day since he just got back yesterday gonna make a loaf and he's like has a special new little like balls for the last proof whatever it is i don't even know but he's yeah. just like i'm so excited this is gonna make such a pleasing loaf oh <laughs> yay i'm so excited too and then less phone and screen time which we have been speaking about on the episodes, but I mean it. I've been loving it and I just want to keep doing less and less. Like mm -hmm. that has truly affected my the amount I'm be able I'm able to be productive, which directly affects my feelings of depression. Um so I'm just loving it. I am still I want to become even more like structured with just completely turning the phone off. Um, I don't know that I'm going to have a set time just because right now with how my schedule is, it's so varying day by day that I don't know that it's really productive to be like by this time because I am a real life person with responsibilities and sometimes need my phone for something. Um, but I've just been loving to me. It's not enough to just say like, I'm going to be off my phone for the rest of the night. I need to do a physical shutdown because I notice, you know what I do? You know, the amount of times my phone screen black, it's completely shut off, but I forgot. Didn't remember my little addicted brain tap on the screen. Nothing happens. Tap again. Nothing happens. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I turned off my phone. I will go over to my phone for literally no reason in the entire world just to tap it, slide it open. Who knows where I would end up? Probably Instagram. So to me, it's just a hundred percent necessary to do the full blown power down and off, you know, like, yeah. yeah so well, Less good for you for recognizing that there. I also haven't used this in a while, but I in college would use this app called Forest that 
it would remind you like if you went to pick up your phone because you're growing a little tree and it's like locks you out of other apps and it's one of those things so it's like could you go and do something else yes but it will tell you stop you're killing your tree and if you don't get out of the dodge then it wouldn't and that was so effective for me who knows now but But, yeah um, that's a good reminder i had totally forgotten about that because does it actually grow a tree yeah like like you build uh, over time like you earn yeah with a certain number then you can like plant a tree or they plant a tree in Uh, they partner with an organization that does it um but i to that same tune just want more structure with phone time because i often find myself as we all do you have a thought okay i need to go look this up whatever you were meaning to do and then you open your phone and you've been on it and you're like huh what was i doing initially and so this again sounds like it could sound so extra when it's like just go on and google what you meant to google guess what when you are you using something that is as neurologically manipulative as these devices it's easier said than done and for me something that i've started doing that hopefully I will hone and make it the most like helpful possible as I get more practiced with this is just writing myself a note, like having a notebook that is not like a special notebook that I want to keep forever. I just have one on hand that it's like, once I fill this up, I'll recycle it and move on. It's just for all those little notes and lists and whatever that you want to write down and have somewhere. And just literally I wrote the other day, like, this ginger molasses cookie recipe fee plan next post for q and r code like just put down the two the one two whatever couple things that you are meaning to go on your phone so it has intentionality behind it and maybe one of those things is just like okay reply to my unread messages and you go on and you complete that task and then you get off like i know again sounds basic but seriously that was so helpful to me because i will be like oh yeah i had that recipe saved i should go pull that up and then i actually five minutes later could not tell you why i'm on my phone what i was meaning to do and how i ended up where i am it's just really hard to fight those impulses so i'm just trying to have more intentionality with everything like that we've had an ongoing conversation but trying to figure out how to actually do that is a work in progress i'm working in meditations and things like that but i i just need to do a system to keep myself accountable and on track especially as i foresee wanting less screen time but having more just doing the podcast honestly makes us like more digitally present and that's another thing to like be on a computer or phone about and then to like make our feed for the Q&R code and I enjoy posting individual pictures, whatever. So I want to be able to do that and feel empowered to do that without like feeling like I'm spending more unwanted time on certain platforms. Ditto all of that. Are you, do you have a less you want to say? 
the lessons just for that particular one kind of worked in for less feeling of mind numbed and sucked in. But um, for something else that I was thinking of is I just, I don't know. I'm not even sure exactly what I mean of less like little treats because I am someone that (laughs) gets a little treat and I deserve a little treat. But sometimes, I don't know if you guys have looked around and noticed that these days when you go to do your errands and you need your little treat and it's a coffee with oat milk and it's an $8. And I'm like, oh, oh, it was $8 plus tip. It was $10 to just get this little coffee drink. And sometimes you get to do that and that's worth it. And I see that, but I just... I don't do it all the time anyway, but there are lots of little, like, maybe, again, less intention behind some spending that it is worth it and it is enjoyable to go and live your life. But Brayden and I both are just very inspired right now to be getting on top of our finances. I think sometimes rock bottom is the best place to start with that stuff because you're like oh i'm so inspired to do this because we have to be but um i I just am trying to look at little things that maybe are making a bigger impact than i realized and i've already been in that mode quite frankly where we've cut back on like mostly every unnecessary thing but not only doing that but in conjunction i want to be doing more of just financial wellness readiness planning going to read this book that brayden recommended that he just finished about it so i can just start that adulting journey of feeling like as a couple we do check in with each other a lot about finances and i think that's great about our relationship but i have a hard time when we're having these discussions and making like what are our five-year goals what are our long-term goals whatever i sometimes don't even feel prepared or empowered to set something realistic because i'm like i don't know i don't know where we'll be i don't know what's possible i don't know how we could even get there quite frankly and i don't want to rely on a man to tell me like how we will make her financial like goals happen i want to feel like that's in my little hands just as much so love yeah i had um the same basically the same thing i had more money (laughs) more money less problems is pretty much what my list says no just kidding but yeah more money saving and less buying in general um which like you said thankfully i'm already on that road but i'm going to do just a couple since you basically just said that and then let's try to do it a little bit rapid fire um i want to do more being on top of my anxiety in terms of planning sorry um, I mean to laugh. <laughs> i'm like yeah that would be great <laughs> not my whale eye like <laughs> um Quinn's <yeah>. are up. <laughs> yeah. but in terms of just doing things that i know will set myself up for success like um 
again, not something I'm terrible about, but for example, maybe making decisions that I'm not going to have a certain amount of caffeine or something like that, just more on top of anxiety and less, again, you guys, a lot of these are not correlated, less letting the laundry pile up. Okay, now you go. I would absolutely love if that were me, but me and the laundromat are still BFF, so the laundry does pile up, but luckily yeah, when I get to you it, have it's to just like, it. it's done in one fell swoop. Um, yeah. So I've been thinking, obviously, all last year pretty much about Roger and my dog and how we can make things best for us as a team, but I was saying I kind of need to just balance that relationship a little better and so less roger is the center of the universe and more roger is a huge responsibility and also like beautiful loving amazing relationship in my life but more it was just hard for me to honestly be well balanced with that the last year and have my priorities straight because it was all so new and there was so much to learn and I felt so like ill-equipped to support him the way that he needed. But now I've done a lot of that learning and I'm going to continue to because I'm passionate about it and I want him to be able to be like a more confident, stable dog and just I want the best for him and I care about it and I love it. But just, yeah, more balance there and that will lead to, I think, a better vibe and relationship overall. <laughs> I definitely as I think anyone has that has something they really care for or have had it be where I'm like, okay, this is getting to the point where I'm actually being imbalanced and obsessive over this, where I need to be able to like have boundaries around those feelings too, and not let it be so all consuming. Yeah. I think that's a great reflection, Rye, and will be great for the both of you. Um, in that same category i had more time outside with my animals like slash passion chasing um i'm so chewy uh, but oh i didn't I even just... know that was a term but i think it's cute what passion chasing what? i don't think it's a term i just said it oh yeah i like that um i just <laughs> thanks I'm like, I'm going to start having all my screensavers be inspirational quotes. <laughs> no, just kidding. I actually do sometimes do that. Um, but <laughs> just kidding. They already are. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I just want to do more of that and uh, less vet bills. <laughs> I am that manifesting less vet bills this year, but I actually think that could happen because the more time we spend with them, the less issues they tend to have, which uh, that makes mommy feel terribly guilty. But just the more we get to know them, the better we are prepared for things and less, not mistakes, but like less scary things happen. Some of it is just up to them. So guys, did you hear what mommy said? Les vet bills. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see on that, but okay. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> next yeah 
Um, I just want more consistency in my movement routine and I've been getting more into it at the end of the year, but then got out cause we traveled, whatever stuff always ends up happening. And everyone at the new year is like my fitness goals. But for me, I don't really have concrete fitness goals anymore, or at least right now, but I just, it's hard when like every day, week moment, it's different. And I want to just find some consistency there. I'm not sure what it's going to look like, and it's not super concrete for me yet. But I just know that if I had more of some sort of an idea of what things generally looked like for me in that arena week to week, then I would be doing better on lots of levels because we all know like movement is just... You cannot understate its importance for your wellness and having gone through a little bout of depression, as they say, I just am not using the tools that are right there in my pocket for making that better and I'm sick of it. So yeah, I don't really have a less of to accompany that. That was just something that I am definitely craving and looking towards. Nice. Definitely second that. Um, I had more political advocacy, which I am not saying that I want to all of a sudden change. I shudder at the thought that now it's the election year, Quinn. You just brought that to my attention. I know. Um, And when I'm saying more of this, I'm not saying I'm changing my whole personality and now that's all I do, but... I just definitely would like to be stepping a little more into practicing what I preach with just being more involved where I can. Um, and then less, again, I, this is so unstructured. I'm just doing random mores and lesses together typically, but I said less like ego slash pride, which I know those can both have a lot of significance in different ways and meanings and i know it's still important to have pride and ego to a degree but i mean (laughs) i mean yeah i'm like literally don't be proud of myself for any accomplishment i ever make um no unfortunately i don't need i that's already as low as it could be no it's not i'm so proud of myself um but i do think just especially in conversations with people that is where i am really trying to be mindful of continuing this journey i've been on of really letting go i think especially with the people closest in my life like my husband for one when we're having conversations to just really remind myself which i've grown a lot in and i actually am truly proud of that um just reminding myself that we're on the same team and how much I love him and he loves me and that it's not like I can just let go of my pride and ego when we're in those situations and know that it's not about who's better or who's right or who's wrong. And I think 20, honestly, the past couple of years have really transformed that for me. I think Sean and I do an amazing job at that. Actually, I'm really proud of us, but once in a while, if I've been, the stress is building in my life and things, the pile, it starts feeling like that piling on. 
that is where then all of a sudden I can be like, hmm, really? You, what are you saying about this? You know, like I can then kind of reach my breaking point when the other parts of my life are not being taken care of the way they should be. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even have this on my list, but I feel like more structure in terms of just little chores within a household shared with someone helps with that so much because I'm like those just all having to like live up in your head and taking on the emotional like labor in a relationship of making sure every little thing is done can make so many things feel like so much more of a snapping point than they would be otherwise so Brayden and I do our weekly marriage meetings and I feel like we need to figure out incorporating like weekly deep cleans and things like that and because that's seriously the type of thing that it's never i don't know it, it's not like the thing that's at my forefront if something's ever snapping but you know that all those little feelings just kind of add up but um what yeah. i was going to say i also feel like i've touched on in other episodes but less smokables i am not saying no and i'm i don't know like what sort of boundaries are gonna make that more concrete but i just want to not be inhaling things things yeah let's not be coy weed that's the only thing your sister over here is smoking and that's the only thing that i would need to reel back in on yeah but i it's not even like seriously most stoners if they saw knew heard the quantity that i was smoking would be like oh that would be me like on the tamest of tame weeks so it's not like it's anything crazy but i still notice the impact on my overall throat lung like body health and i'm too young to be feeling like i'm wheezing so that's that's a little part of it and we don't have too much pride to admit that we know that smoking anything is not good for you no (laughs) we know that it can be enjoyed but it's also not something yeah just with intentionality quinn and i i think we mentioned cannabinista co on the podcast Mm -hmm. before but she is a big advocate of like setting intentions before using weed and like thinking about why and even if you're not going to sit down and journal it like she does which i think there are sometimes that that works for me but even just the other night i was about not even to smoke actually to pop an edible and then i was like do why and do i want this now or do i want to actually feel this because it was later i was like i'm gonna go to sleep and sometimes it is enjoyable but i was just like i would get more payoff from doing this later and keep my tolerance down lower and i just skipped yes. it and i was like look at you you're so brave Love. thinking about that for 30 seconds and being like okay maybe actually not <laughs> Anyway, I want to I want to come back to this because I have a little more to say about it. But do you have anything left on your list or should I just quickly rattle off my last couple? This was just cheeky that I do have, but I said more condoms, (laughs) but really, that's just an overall I did get off. 
my IUD. And so that's going to be honestly, I think a pretty big part of this year, just familiarizing myself with my cycle and my body and what intimacy is like now that's different with this and how I'm overall feeling and skin and like it has so many ramifications that we'll just keep updated and talking about how we continue to feel down the line but that's a pretty huge change for someone that's been using something like a that contraceptive for almost a decade so that is going to be interesting but so far so good yeah same same z's okay should i just go ahead and say mine yep (laughs) um Okay, I, I said more creating on socials, which I do not want to cor- correlate to more screen time, so I'm going to have to figure that out. Um, my last less was less lateness. I am not someone that is typically late to big things, but I'm not going to lie. I sometimes run late, and I it's not something I'm proud of, but... the what's most annoying of all to me about it is that I'm usually only a couple minutes late. Like I am almost never like seriously late once in a blue moon, things happen to people in life. And yes, sometimes I can be late. Um, and no offense friends, if you're listening, I'm not really talking about you. Ideally I care. I do care about your time. I really, really do. But my first priority is with more of my bigger commitments, like, I don't yeah more professional things where it's like I'm not showing up late to people's appointments but I will show up later than what I wanted sometimes where it's like okay I'm literally five minutes later than I wanted but that five minutes makes a difference um and my last thing was more proactively taking care of my body so whatever that means for that day if it's more food in the morning or Um, when I come home more rolling out or taking a bathtub, putting on my CBD cream, more just proactively showing my body the love it needs, because that is really catching up to me, um, to just be so I'm hard on my body that my whole lifestyle is hard on my body. My career is extremely hard on my body. So I just want to take better care um to really do what i can to give it the love it needs and deserves but to go back to what you were just talking about i have been thinking about that a lot too right and my intentionality with consumption in general and also just trying to destigmatize my my feelings about it as well because as i've mentioned I think twice before even sharing about this on here, like part of me is like, oh my gosh, I know so many people don't use it or still there's fear and bias around it and just so much stigma. You haven't even said weed yet, so I'm just clarifying for people that she's talking about pot. Yes, pot. (laughs) I don't know why I'm literally like... Yes, I'm I dare so, you to demonetize us. Like oh, wait. Marijuana. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. We don't make money. Um, but it is, it is something. It's just so 
stigmatized still. And I know that there are even creators who feel like they can't even really share about their alcohol use because that is like, oh, so you're a drunk or you're an alcoholic or whatever. So I know that that does exist with more than just with alcohol as well as weed. But I feel just in life in general, like sometimes people, it's easy when you say something to then feel like people are going to jump to conclusions about you. Like, oh, that's all she does or that's her whole world and personality like or every time i see her is she high i i just wonder these things like what when stop making it your whole personality seriously it's embarrassing for you and everyone well then people and then it's like uh yeah and on top of that i'm also like have visible piercings and tattoos and people are probably like Ugh, that girl. God, I, know exactly I can't even believe she can keep like. a job. Oh, yeah. Wait, she's a tattoo artist. Scum of the earth. Bad oh. news. <laughs> but I do, I really care to be working on the intentionality with consumption. And I'm so proud of how far I've come with it. And I was actually thinking about asking you if you wanted to participate with me in dry January because I'm going to continue to be alcohol sober, which I have been for over three months now. Um, But was thinking, because do you remember? This is such a full circle moment for me because last January we did completely dry from everything. January, and it's when we started LOL recording our podcast. Um, so we talked about that. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if you're expecting me to say yes or no right now. You're putting me a little bit on the spot ski, but I would consider it. No, you can think about it. You can think about it. I haven't even fully made that. I literally had the idea while we're, we've been recording. Um, yeah, that is because it was just... It was a nice way to start the year last year. I just remember feeling like nice. I'm glad we did that and fully just took that break because it just feels good to also have that nice reminder of like what you're capable of in terms of feelings, (laughs) happiness, productivity, even when Mm -hmm. sober because I don't know. I just think it's valuable to have those periods of, I think that's one of the ways I feel as empowered to be still using marijuana is because I've been able to do things with like drastic pull backs and month, a month or more of just complete sobriety. Like that stuff just keeps my relationship with myself and the plant good, you know? Yeah. Because you never want to feel like, I I don't want to say you never, I never want to feel like I'm just doing something because I'm going through the motions and that's what I've been doing and not because it's like actually a productive thing or serving me in some way or like understanding my motivations behind something. Yeah. Um, so I like to do that and do check-ins with myself as well and just show you that I can. You know how many people that I know that are old 
mm, it's not fair to call them old, whatever. I don't get why people are so sensitive about that. Maybe when I'm older, I will be too. But they're whatever in their 40s or 50s that are older and have been okay, stoners 40s, for a long time. Riley. <laughs> no, Killing not, someone in their 40s gonna... old is a little off-putting. No, I, I was going to say like an old school stoner, but then I'm like old school, like I don't know what I mean, but like they've been whatever for 35 years smoking yeah. weed multiple times a day, every yeah. day. So, and then I know people that will be like, yeah, but like I could stop whenever I wanted to. It's just something that I don't want to do. And I'm like, then just do if you can, then just do it. And then you'll know if you actually can or not. And if you find, oh, I actually can't because I don't want to so badly that I won't. I think that's good information to have about yourself. Um, yeah. But I just think, yeah, in general, anytime you share something about yourself to people, but especially online, it opens it up for criticism. So it can be hard, but I also am like, I think that you are such a dweeb if you care that someone that's of age that can make those sorts of decisions if you are on their Instagram judging someone for having a drink or smoking pot or even having a cig or whatever someone's doing. But I saw one of the influencers I follow that she shares about drinking quite a bit. Like she likes to go out with her friends and party and stuff. And she posted a, a video of her and her husband like sharing a joint, which they almost never do. And she even said, and she, whatever. And they were like, some Karen just was on there and said, I thought you were classier than this. Like, I don't know if this is enough to warrant unfollow, but I will say I'm deeply disappointed. And I'm like, you're deeply disappointed because someone in their thirties in a legal state is sharing a joint with their husband. Like, do you understand what life is like like where i don't know <laughs> that sort of thing cracks me up so much she's like i am deeply disappointed i'm like i am so glad i'm not your kid because the amount of disappointment that would rain upon my shoulders if this cute Sarah. video of like a girl and her husband on their night off from the kids having a joint is bothering you like that just take a load off dude god you're yeah. so weird but that's the thing like um, people just still have such a lack of knowledge about it so so much fear and stigma around it where i'm like no it's okay it's really okay and in fact i bet they felt great <laughs> like just live and yeah, let live she's reading that comment stone just like well just like, gotta do what she gotta do brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of um the Bob Marley biopic is coming out soon and I'm excited to watch that movie. Um, this is a little bit of a longer, <laughs> I say that's 10 minutes longer than normal, but it is a longer episode just to bring you into the new year and make it up to you guys for missing that last week. I know it must have felt pretty heart wrenching, but thank God I have such a fabulous Quinn host that um could carry that through no problem and uh maybe we'll do every once in a while a little solo up in the future if that's a fun thing for us but i love being on here with my twin and getting but to if catch we up never this do way. it again we literally might never do it again so just saying that too don't think don't don't think that you're <laughs> You're not entitled to anything, okay? Yeah, you're um, literally not entitled to um, 
us at all. No, just kidding. I, you guys are entitled to us. We've made you a promise and we plan to see that through. Um, I wouldn't call it a promise. <laughs> I promise. I promise that Never, we ever. are going to keep doing life, what suits right? us. Yeah. I promise that as long as this works for us, you'll keep on getting these hot fire episodes. Um, and I don't really have big New Year's resolutions right now. Like I don't think of it as a resolution so i like having the less and more because it kind of sets you on a track for the year without feeling like we're again making goals or lofty commitments that we just simply have not set ourselves up to achieve so that takes the pressure off and it gets my wheels turning and this week i do plan to hopefully do a little more journaling slash other exercises to get me in the mode for the coming year and to feel set up with an on the right track i i love the feeling of a new year coming around with a fresh perspective and you get to feel like a shiny new slate to start carving all your little memories and ups and downs into so enjoy yeah. that yeah and this I will be the the first full year of a Q&R code podcast. Think how many things are going to come down the pipeline. It just makes us giddy to even consider the possibilities ahead and in store. So make sure that you are subscribed and getting these automatic downloads because, you know, we're coming out on Tuesdays, but who knows if you'll ever get another bonus like we've done in the past. And follow us on our Instagram at the QR code because A, we are doing the cutest little feed. I'm so excited about it, but that'll have announcements for things as well and maybe a potential for more interaction from you guys. And of course, our individual accounts are always a fun ride along as well. I'm at Riley Liljestrom and Quinn's at Quinn Liljestrom and most importantly at Tattoo by Quinn. I highly recommend anyone on TikTok to follow her there because she is starting to make more frequent videos and it's so cute and so fun to watch and follow along with. Thanks. Thank you. Yes, everybody, thank you so much for being with us for the start of a new year. We're super excited and wish you so, so much abundance and peace to come in this year. We will talk to you next Tuesday. Mwah. Stay safe. Goodbye. Stay safe. Be healthy. Bye. Bye.